breathing space includes mature content such as adult language, sexual situations, violence, and substance use. Additional sensory contact warnings can be found in the show notes. I ain't got no home to go to, I ain't got nothing to sell, but my stars will never leave me, even when I'm sold to hell. I was born under a blue sky, and I'll die out in the black, when I'm gone, don't no one mourn me, cause my debts will drag me I say we go back to Mars. A lot of people on Mars. North of the Rust Belt, some of them even have taste. And money. And money. Or what about Venus? Not Venus. What's wrong with Venus? Five words, Ben. Our last Venusian 12 night tour. That's six words. Not the point. Fine. You're right. Not Venus. It just seems like a bad idea to try to tour the outer system right now. Things are... complicated out there. Given the agreement of Martian and lunar aid, are the series accords still valid? Is anyone enforcing them if they are? It'd be a hell of a lot safer to stay in lunar space. Safer, yes, but... It is not the job of the artist to be safe. I would not, of course, dream to question the leadership of our esteemed director slash producer. But are there, in fact, other troops who venture outside of the celestial sphere encompassing Mars, Luna, and Terra? The Carnival does. The Carnival doesn't count. Alwa is a force of nature unaffected by the natural laws that govern mere mortals. Hell, they say even the Paris led her onto those city ships of theirs. Those scurrilous rumors of fraternization are baseless and intended to ruin the reputation of an extraordinary theatrical collective. Nothing wrong with the family. <laughs> I must respectfully disagree. You're right. It's unusual. I'm not aware of another professional theatre company that's performed past the belt in at least a half dozen years. But that's what makes this tour a worthwhile and profitable venture. The people are hungry for entertainment, especially out past the belt. The Lunar Hollywood and New Beverly Hills studios are still rebuilding after the storm. Between the riots and the lawsuits, Yukon Sapling Prime hasn't released a new series in a year. How to produce red lines have always been in short supply. You're right, it's safer to continue to travel no further than from Luna to Mars. That's what other troops do, what we are expected to do. But think of what we can gain in venturing outward. Humans crave stories, and we can provide them. Because we, actors, storytellers... We are the stuff as dreams are made of. <sighs> Besides, I've already got us booked at six venues between IO and Terminal. At three times, 
on normal rates. Bravo! Well, shit, shouldn't live with that. Why didn't you just say so? I am in enthusiastic support of this venture. Fine, I guess we can do it. Good, and it's settled. Thalia's players will go on tour with our rendition of the immortal Romeo and Juliet. We will bring Shakespeare to the stars. This is Darren Tilden, reading for Juliet. Oh, Romeo, Romeo, wherefore art thou, Romeo? Deny thy father and refuse thy name. Or, if thou wilt not, be but sworn, my love, and I'll no longer be a capulet. Tis but thy name that is my enemy. Thou art thyself, though not a Montague. What's Montague? Thank you. We'll be in touch. Remind me why we came all the way out here to find our Juliet, instead of just holding auditions on Vesta. Because the players are a troop of the first water, seeking quality unsigned talent, which we will find on the back lot. As the unofficial central casting for independent performances, Some Word of Mars, we have a much greater chance of finding an appropriate addition to the cast here. Because we're biased against local talent. Got it. We are not biased. Next. This is Francine Underhill reading for Juliet. Oh, Romeo, Romeo, wherefore art thou, Romeo? Thank you. Oh, my God. Uh, Can't Hannah just come back and reprise the role? Unfortunately, no. I spoke to her last night. She signed on for a year as in-flight entertainment with Star Saga space cruisers. Damn. Next. This is Miranda reading for Juliet. Oh, Romeo, Romeo, wherefore art thou, Romeo? Deny thy father and refuse thy name, or if thou wilt not be but sworn my love, and I'll no longer be a Capulet. Tis but thy name that is my enemy. Thou art thyself, though not a Montague. What's Montague? It is nor hand, nor foot, nor arm, nor face, nor any other part belonging to a man. Oh, be some other name what's in the name, that which we call a rose by any other name what smell is sweet. We'll be in touch. Are you sure we don't have anyone we can tap for this? Exceedingly. Elise? Mm, running the children's program on Curiosity Station. Karina? She and Eric had a baby. Aw, when? I should calm. Maeve? Walking dogs now. Really? How'd that happen? How would you imagine? She met a girl. Mm, right. Okay. Fine, fine. Next. This is Edith. Reading for Juliet. Okay, who can do this? Be strong for mother. <clears throat> oh, Romeo. Romeo. Wherefore art thou, Romeo? Deny thy father and refuse thy name. Or... If thou wilt not be but my sworn love. Oh, it's okay. We can do this. That's enough. Mm. Oh, I need some water. We've got all we need. Thank you. 
we'll we'll be in touch. Next. That's the last of them. Thank God. That was... Painful. They weren't all terrible. Yes, they were. There were one or two who might work with some dedicated coaching. Gerst, with all due respect for your skill as a director, there is no way a performance even approaching good could be extracted from any of them in the time we have, if at all. I regretfully accept this is most likely the case. I cannot understand why there's such a dearth of qualified candidates. I bet performance locations throw them. What? Why? Like I said before, shit's complicated in the outer system right now. Not to mention, relations with Terra aren't getting any friendlier. Makes sense that we're only getting people who don't have better options. Oh. I confess I had not considered that fact. Yeah. Me neither. We really should have, but... Nothing to be done for now. What next? Schedule another audition and pray? That would cut dangerously into our already limited rehearsal time. Well, what are our other options? Go back to the ship and tell the rest of the company? Never mind, couldn't find a Juliet. Tour's been cancelled, we're eating the breach of contract penalty, and heading back to Venus. So you better dig out your Illyrian party clothes. We have to cast someone. You're absolutely right. There are no other logical next steps. So... Ugh. Now what? Now? Now, I suppose, we find a bar. What? Since the logical solution is untenable, we must seek illogical ones. That doesn't necessarily follow. If we ply our bodies with liquor, perhaps it will loosen the tongues or our minds. That doesn't mean anything. In vino veritas, my friend. Gerst. Can you think of any other productive action we might take? No. Well, then, we drink. O thou invisible spirit of wine, if thou hast no name to be known by, let us call thee devil. And of course, they didn't know the mics were hot. So not only could the audience not hear the scene that was actually happening on stage, they got treated to a very detailed treatise on the fashion choices of the one Terran member of the cast who didn't realize she shouldn't wear high G clothing in a low G atmosphere. <laughs> <laughs> Barkeep, another round. I've vowed to drink until inspiration struck, and it is not yet struck. Strucken. Struck. Struck. What about if we... Oh. Yes, hi. Hello. Drinks. More drinks. Yes, please. 
We would like uh, vodka tonic for me and uh, ginger sour. Double ginger sour for my friend. Sorry, folks. Last call was 15 minutes ago. This is a bag lot. You don't have a... What do you call it? Last call. <laughs> uh, we do if the boss says we do. So tonight we do. Oh. Imra, if they aren't gone in five, I'm locking you all in. You heard him. That's fine, gentlemen. Seems to be in a great deal of a hurry. <laughs> uh, yeah, sorry. Sneak preview of the uh, Tidal Heat movie in Black Box A96. He's a fan of the show. Ah, of course. Is he a fan of the show or Anaximander Poirier? I heard he spends half the film shirtless. <laughs> and in these really tight pants. Would you hurry it up? They're leaving! You would. Via. Look, what envious streaks do lace the severing clouds in yonder east. Night's candles are burnt out and jocund day stands tiptoe on the misty mountain tops. I must be gone and live or stay and die. <laughs> Highly hence, be gone away. It is the lark that sings so out of tunes, draining harsh discords and unpleasing sharps. Oh, now be gone. More light and light it grows. The hell? It was the lark, the herald of the morn. No nightingale. Look, love, what envious streaks do lace the severing clouds in yonder east. I must be gone and live, or stay and die. Yon light is not daylight, I know it, I. It is some meteor that the sun exhales. Imra! Stop fucking wasting time with customers who are supposed to be gone! To be thee, to be thee this night a torchbearer and light thee on thy way to Mantua. What is, what is even happening right now? Farewell. I will omit no opportunity that I may convey my greetings, love, to thee. Oh, thinks thou we shall ever meet again? God damn it! I gotta go or I won't get a seat. I doubt it not. Most sincerely doubt it not. Gerst, what the hell? Sorry, they're going, like I said. You really need to leave. I do not know to which of the fates I owe this good fortune. Which stars align to bring about such a beautiful chance meeting, but to them I owe my eternal thanks and praise via look. We came here to find our Juliet, but Dame Fortuna will have her jokes. For Juliet, it seems, has found us. We must speak further, Angel of the Theatre. I, I can't. We need to go. You nailed those lines. You a professional? It used to be, but... Imra! Going! Gerst? Yes. Yes, we must... We will discuss this. Come to us tomorrow. The Stratford-upon-Avon birthing 16D. Tonight, we must away. Yeah, I'd, I'd like... I am locking the door right the fuck now! I'll find you tomorrow. 
Welcome to the Stratford upon Avon, the home of Thalia's players. I am Gus Carell, director, producer, proprietor, and this is Via Verde Marquis. Um, uh, Imra Otoshi. Glad to meet you. I saw your, your casting call for, for Juliet. Did you, did you cast the part? Since you saw our posting, I will be brief. I will be, attempt to be brief. You are an actor, are you not? Yeah. And you are familiar with William Shakespeare's Romeo and Juliet? Yes. Uh, though I haven't performed it professionally. Local theatre? For... S- school. I... see. It is clear the spirit of the theatre resides within you and that you are possessed of the talent to play Juliet. Yet you did not attend our audition yesterday. I wanted to. I, I just couldn't get the time off work. Ah, of course. Does your current career path satisfy you? Sorry? Do you enjoy business at which you are currently employed? Do you like your job? No. But, but uh, Really, does anyone enjoy their job? I do, most of the time. As do I. I would like to offer you the opportunity for similar satisfaction. Would you perhaps be willing to consider an offer of employment within our company? What? We are about to embark on a tour of the outer system, forming the bard's immortal tragedy Romeo and Juliet. And we have found ourselves lacking the titular tragic heroine. We would be honoured if you would fill that gap. I, uh... (laughs) Wait... (laughs) You're saying you want to take me off the back lot as an actor? Indeed I am. The pay is good, if that's what you're worried about. Well, the pay's not bad. Well, there is pay. I understand my proposition is rather sudden and unexpected. However, I vow most sincerely I'm no longer intoxicated, having in sleep rid myself of that affliction. So again, I affirm that our invitation is sincere. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I accept your offer. Oh. Well, wonderful. I confess I expected more deliberation. You have not yet looked at the contract. Ah, uh, yeah. Well, yeah, you know. <laughs> Plenty of time for that, isn't there? After we take off. Oh, Of course, you're right. Well, then, unless you object, we will plan to depart at 1800? Will that give you sufficient time to prepare? It will. Wonderful. We are lucky indeed that our paths crossed. Welcome to the players, Imra. Nurse, where's my daughter? Call her forth to me. Now, by my maiden head at twelve-year-old, I bade her come. What lamb... What ladybird? God forbid, where's this girl? What Juliet? How now? Who calls? Your mother. Madam, I am here. What is your will? This is the matter. Nurse, give leave a while. We must talk in secret. 
Nurse, come back again. I have remembered me. Those here counsel announced my daughter of a pretty age. Faith, I can tell her age into an hour. She's not fourteen. I'll lay fourteen of my teeth, and yet to my teeth be it spoken. I have but four. How long is it now to Lamas Tide? A fortnight and odd days. Come Lamas Eve, at night shall she be fourteen. Susan and she, God rest all Christian souls, were of an age, and she was weaned, and I... Enough of this, I pray thee, hold thy peace. Yes, madam, yet I cannot choose but laugh, to think it should leave crying and say I... Didn't thou too, I pray thee, nurse, say I. Peace I have done. God mark thee to his grace. Thou wast the prettiest babe that e'er I nursed, and I might live to see thee married once. Mary, that Mary is the very theme I came to talk of. Tell me, daughter Juliet, how stands your disposition to be married? It is an honor that I dream not of. Brava, brava, beautiful, wonderful, masterfully done. Not bad. Not bad? Not bad? That's all you have to say? Very not bad. Really, Ben? Thanks. <laughs> Can we run it again? My... My timing was all wrong. I, I should have walked on your line more with the, uh, stint thou too, I pray thee, nurse. <laughs> You're not going to get it bit perfect in a single rehearsal. Sure, but I didn't land the tone. Either she's being a smart ass and I sounded... Sp- no more. If you don't need a break, take one for my sake. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I just really want to, you know, get it... Right? Sit. Sorry. It is just so good to be working. And with actors, with actual skill. Thanks. And you're fine. Where'd you study? Hmm? Girls said you know the play from school. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> I took a special seminar on romantic tragedies in Secondary Academy. I'm from Reeves. Don't know it. That's one of the Yukon Sapling Prime asteroids, no? No. No, I mean, yes. It's a UDO. uh, That is, it used to be. (sighs) Um... It's not as big as Carrie or Myers, but it made some decent shows in in, in Stranger's Eyes, Last Flight of Fitz O'Hara, Quiet Dawn. Oh, that one was good. I was born there. Not an intra-company talent transfer, so I started on the Sapling Prime curriculum in kindergarten, which did mean a lot of Shakespeare. You studied Shakespeare in kindergarten? Sure. I mean, abridged versions in... Really big print. I am deeply envious. How glorious it must have been to be raised on stagecraft. <laughs> I was in a few red lines as a kid, 
But uh, then I hit puberty and became the most awkward teenager. So I took a break from acting for a while to figure some of that out. That's that's when I did the seminar. It kept me in touch with the industry. As soon as everything got sorted out, identity and self-concept-wise, I started going to auditions again. I'd actually just landed my first decent part as an adult. Right before Yukon dropped Reeves and cancelled everything our UDO had in production. They cancelled productions? For which filming had already begun. (laughs) They cancelled things that were in post. When Yukon shut something down, they really shut it down. We got the news one day, and they pulled management the next. We lost about a third of our population overnight. That's... That's... Horrific. A betrayal of creation, begun in good faith. I feel faint. A violation of... Of a, a contract of imagination, if not of law. A cruel and terrible... Yukon. I figured I still had a chance in the industry outside Yukon. But that meant getting off Reeves. So I did what I had to do. And took the contract with Mattis so I could relocate to the back lot. And you see how that turned out. Spectacularly. Stellarly well. Right. Well, this production certainly benefits from your training. (sighs) Enough sitting. Let's take it from the top. And then the curtain caught fire. (laughs) No. My hand to God. Fire suppression kicked on right away, but I swear I thought his eyes were going to fall out. They got so big. I, myself, was quite relieved that they'd insisted the terms be written into the contract in very precise language. Though, the Cultural Improvement Society was quite put out when they realised that they would be footing the bill for the repair and cleaning. Which is why we are not going back to Venus. That's amazing. They really insisted on actual candles. Yep, right next to oxygen reclamation. Could have been worse. Indeed. It could have occurred on opening night. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Jesus. Oh, God. All right, right, right. Did you know that PJ... Who? Oh, you know, uh, Preston Jorgensen, uh, UConn CEO. Anyway, anyway. Did you know he requires that all the engines, uh, eight bag and equipment on his orbitals are adjusted so their operating noise is outside the 5 to 10 hertz range. I mean, even if it means they're working outside their specs. And I'm saying he requires, as in, he has an environmental safety consulting firm on retainer to monitor and do spot checks. And 
he does his own testing via a custom-made suite of programs on his personal terminal before he's willing to board. Human hearing is 20HZ to 20KHZ. <laughs> yep. Uh, he says his brain functions at a higher vibrational level, so he can hear infrasound. Says it gives him nightmares. Huh? How do you even know that? Bloody hell, everyone at Yukon knows that PJ is quirky. It's part of his super genius mystique. And his fans eat that shit up. Hey, first, you have a minute? What's wrong, Via? Someone asking for you on comm. Oh? Yeah, about, uh, you alone? I am, at present, enjoying social congress with the cast. Um, you probably want to take this in private. Ah. If you will all please excuse me, it seems this requires the attention of the producer. If you could begin work on Act 2, Scene 3, I will be along as soon as I conclude this business. Go ahead. This is Gus Carell, producer-director of Talia's Players. To whom am I speaking? Thanks, pilot. Real glad to meet you. Thought you might not pick up, and that would have been a real shame. I regret I cannot say the same. What is it you would like, mixed pilot? No need to get fancy. Just pilot will do. Then, pilot, about what did you wish to speak? <laughs> I'm looking for someone. Sounds like he might have seen her. I've seen no one save my crew since our departure from the back lot two weeks ago. Yeah. Yeah. Thought you'd say that. But see, I know you met her back there off station. And no one's seen her since you took off. I see. You may not have known, but she skipped out on a contract. And her employer wants her back. To fulfill the terms. I believe I understand what you're saying. So, here I am, trying to find her and get her back to where she belongs. And keep her from getting other people in a fix. You see? So maybe you want to think again about if you remember anything. The contemplation I've already given the matter is sufficient. Is it now? Well, if that's all you've got to say, maybe you should contemplate how empty this part of space is and how there's all sorts of trouble a little ship all on its own can get into. And if you remember anything or get into any trouble, why don't you go and con me? I'm going to be in your corner of space before too long. Via, if you please join the others in the rehearsal space. I believe we have something of a situation to address. Sleep doth rain, therefore thy earliness doth me assure. Thou art uproused by some distemperature, or if not so, then here I hit it right. 
Our Romeo hath not been in bed tonight. That last is true. The sweeter rest was mine. God pardon sin. Wast thou with Rosaline? With Rosaline, my ghostly father? No. I have forgotten that. Uh, excuse me all. I'm afraid there is a situation with which I need your assistance. As you are all aware, we wooed and won our most recent cast member away from her prior employment situation. Well, it seems that said employment situation was more complicated than previously understood. Shit. Shit, shit, sh- shitting, shit, shit. Indeed. I'm not going back. Of course you aren't. Back to what? What are you not going back to, Imra? Vila. We need to know. Imra? I... <laughs> I, um... Whew. I wasn't just... working for Mattis. I, I, I mean, I was working for Mattis, but not, you know, uh, (sighs) I was in the second year of a six-year labour rights contract. I owed him four more years of work for payment given in advance. Yes, we thought as much. What? We thought you might be... retiring from such a contract. Contract? Indentured servitude masquerading as employment. Hmm. Just so, Lex. You... you thought... And you st- still... You are not the first actor to have come to us from a similar situation. Oh. Uh, who? As we are all agreed, as to the injustice of such arrangements, we will obviously not be complying with the request to return you. We will, however, need to prepare a response of some sort for the individual who has come to retrieve you. Who do you send? Is it Danica? She's so desperate for him to notice her, she'd do anything. They introduced themselves as pilots. Who? That is not someone with whom you are familiar from the station. No. They're not someone just running an errand for their boss for brownie points. They're a professional. And how, in the blackness of the void, could you have determined that? I was in a similar line of work before I joined the players. Really? I didn't know that. I wasn't exactly going by the same name at the time. (laughs) Who among us hasn't made use of the service of witches to that end? Thrice to thine, and thrice to mine, and thrice again to make up nine. You're not, uh, uh, speaking literally, right? Double 
double toil and trouble, fire burn and cauldron bubble. Uh, as to the matter at hand, let me talk to him. No way, Mattis is paying whoever this is enough to actually make an effort. Little pushback. They'll just write it off as a bad job. I don't know if they will. Go on, calm, calm the ship. Calm them. Well, sure it's a pleasure to hear from you so quick. Did you remember something about our girl? D- d- drop the act. We both know Mattis is as cheap with the people he hires as he is with his liquor. And he's barely given you enough to cover fuel. So why don't I just transfer over the 1200 I lifted on my way out of the bar... And you can go back and just tell him you couldn't find me. Afraid I don't know who this Mattis of yours is, but I can tell you that I'll get a sight better than 1,200 for bringing you in. What? I... No, wait. Mattis didn't send you. Then who... <laughs> Miss Satoshi, did you forget who you were working for before you got onto that void-locked asteroid? Who you're still working for, legally speaking? No. no. Wait. <laughs> no, I... What? <laughs> uh, hate to be the one to break it to you, but... An employment contract with the Moose don't just end because they close down your studio. Mr. Jorgensen, he decides who he keeps and lets go. You were supposed to report to Loria most two years ago. Since you see to have got lost, I'm here to make sure you don't wander off this time. What? Yukon? The Moose? This is unexpected. God damn it! Well, shit. I, I didn't know. I I didn't even consider that, that, that they would... Imra. This isn't my fault. Imra, pause. Take a breath. Now, you worked for Yukon. And you did not finish out your contract with them prior to moving on and entering into your agreement with matters. I didn't know. How, how, how was I supposed to, to, to breathe? Know? I... <sighs> no one ever said anything. Not, not, not when I left. Not, not after I left. They, they, they didn't even con me. Just, just let me go. Let me go. How was how was I supposed to know I was still their employee? They cancelled the show and closed the asteroid. They literally told everyone we could stay there if we wanted, but Yukon wouldn't be providing water or air or power or resupply shipments anymore, so enjoy your empty airless houses. Have fun. Of course I left. And the job on Laurier? That's an HR orbital... If I had seen the message, which I didn't, 
I would have just assumed it was a copy of my severance paperwork, not a transfer. No one is finding fault with your behaviour, Emra. But the fact that this individual is in the employee of Yukon does change things to a rather alarming degree. That's an understatement. I'm still not going. No way in hell. You're a player. (laughs) Of course you're not going. You're staying. As you are a valuable member of this performance collective, their request is an affront. Of course you aren't. That has not changed. But as it is unlikely this pilot will accept that answer, we will need to do something to convince them of that fact. We could just run. No way the strat's coming ahead in the race. No matter what they're flying. Oh. Yeah. Perhaps we might be able to... But we need... (sighs) Impossible this far from a station. We could... (sighs) No. Won't work. Never mind. I believe I might have a workable suggestion. But it will require preparation and convincing performances in roles that are rather outside our repertoire. Well, it is a lucky thing that we are among the greatest actors in the system. And we await your direction, Reynard. Right. Be, be firm and, and confident, no, no matter what they say. Don't waver, don't back down. If they start to question you, respond with uh, irritation. Irritation rather than uncertainty. You have the power here. And, and you need to make the fact that they don't know uh, their, their problem. I understand. But don't be smug. Don't, don't be smug, or, or not overtly smug. Condescending is good, smug is bad. All right. And don't say too much. Don't over-explain or, or answer questions that they aren't asking. Imra, he's prepared. Let him play the role. Oh. Yeah. S- sorry. Didn't think you'd holler at me so quick. Guess you're smarter than you sound. So I've been told. What have you got to tell me? As it happens, I have some interference. Uh, excuse me. We appear to be experiencing blue white interference. Allow me to. That that should be wonderful. I'm sorry. As you were saying, mixed pilot. I said, what do you remember? I am afraid I must tell you that whichever corporate asset retrieval unit to which you report is operating on faulty information. You are, as they say. Barking up the wrong tree. What's that supposed to mean? Oh, of course, my language. The scripts we perform do creep into one's everyday diction. It's a Terran expression. A reference to the way domestic canines are frequently used to assist in sport hunting. A tree is a type of plant that grows to large sizes. Uh, I know what the expression means. What I want to know is what you mean. Good. They're irritated. Keep pushing. 
Oh, I, I see. Of course, so many fail to understand these classic manners of speech. I'd prefer to over-explain rather Where than just being misunderstood. is the girl? She is aboard. Well, why don't we say so? Kill your engines, I'll be there in an hour. Hand her over and we'll put this whole business behind us. Oh, but my dear mixed pilot, that is exactly the problem. What? Handing her over, we will not be. In fact, were we to do so, we would both be in far more trouble than I imagine you realise. Stop talking in goddamn circles. <sighs> Who exactly do you think you are trying to retrieve, Sarah? The fuck am I supposed to know? Some actor off of one of the autonomous affiliates. Oh dear, yes, that is indeed quite a problem. What? Mr. York... That is, Miss Otuxi is an employee on a special assignment, so to speak. She is travelling with us, as it were, undercover, to a meeting with press... That is, with her immediate supervisor. Take care not to oversell. Wait a minute. You're saying she's... That he's... That they're... Prove it. Damn. Transition to Act Two. I'm sorry? You're saying she's with him. And that you're taking her to a more secret. Fine. All right. Prove it. I cannot confirm or deny what we may or may not be doing. Uh-huh. Afraid, unless you give me concrete verification to back up what you may or may not be doing, I'm going to have to insist you hand her over. But Mr. York, our mutual employer prefers that Then she... I'm sure our employer's giving you all something more solid than your word prove it. Fine. If you insist on frivolous posturing, excuse me. Admirably done, Gerst. Now, Act 3. Ben, this is your cue. Ready? Ready. Break a leg. Connecting to your blue line now, sir. Mixed pilot! It's always wonderful to speak to one of the Yukon family. Uh, yeah. Good to meet you, Mr. York. Please call me PJ. We're not on the clock here. <laughs> right. Uh, I don't want to be any trouble for you, Mr. York. PJ. Uh, sir. You realize this is a bit, uh, out of the ordinary. You know, talking to you directly and all. So you'll uh, forgive me if I need you to verify who you are. Just to be safe, you know? I completely understand, Mixpilot, and applaud your thoroughness and attention to proper security protocol. As I'm sure you're aware, it is far too easy to impersonate someone else over comms. 
Why, the distortion alone is enough to turn an only approximate vocal match into a believable one. Be careful. You're laying it on too thick. Trust me, I've got this. You do understand what I'm saying, don't you, Mix Pilot? Yes, uh... Yes, sir. Of course I do. So you agree that the only reliable form of verification is face-to-face meetings? Sure. Wait, that... what? Now they see what's coming. Bring it home, Ben. <laughs> You're a riot, Mix Pilot. Oh, no. Is that a... joke? Shit. Shit, shit, shit. What I'm trying to say is that I'm touched by your concern for my dear Emra and her safety. After all, we at Yukon take safety very seriously. And to demonstrate just how sincere our commitment is, I am coming to your ship personally to verify that these people are, in fact, simply doing me a little favor. You're... what? I'll be there in... 90 minutes. Give or take a microsecond. (laughs) Now, I'll give you back to the Honorable Mr. Carroll to arrange the needed accommodations on your vessel. And please, leave your blue line free. I'll calm you directly if I have any other needs to communicate. Accommodations? Wonderful, wonderful. Thank you. you. I'm delighted to meet you as well, Mix Pilot. Speak with you later then. Goodbye. Bravo! Bravo! A glorious performance! Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) Good. Now, act four, and we can put this whole thing to bed. Be quiet, all of you. And let the man work. Mix pilot. What the hell do you think you're doing? You... I didn't... I just needed you to verify. Not such a damn boss on me. Oh, I am sorry. I assumed you wanted a reliable form of proof. I didn't want you to think we were taking advantage of... Well, let me see. I can come him back and cancel, of course. That's no trouble at all. Of course, he'll be disappointed at a second change in plans. But I'm sure he'll understand you don't need him to disrupt his day again for you, and he won't... No, God damn it! I don't want to draw any more attention than I already got. Just... Give me the damn accommodations and get off my comm. Of course. Transmitting now. Received. Thanks. Now fuck off the line. He said to keep it clear for him. Of course, Mixpilot. I'm only too happy to... They hung up on me. And now, we wait. So, what exactly are those accommodations, Lex? Oh, uh... So this is specifications for recalibration of ship's engine and, uh... Systems that will force them to run above the 10 hertz range. And a, a, a few adjustments to internal lighting and temperature levels. Okay, the engines I get. Queer key, super genius, and everything, but why mess with the lights? You'll see in just a minute. <sighs> Lex. Just wait. 
What the? Wait. Oh, well done. Did Pilot's ship just go dark? That is, in fact, what has happened. Gerst, I believe we are clear to continue on our way again. With all possible speed, please. Indeed, my friend. Okay, hold it. What is going on? <laughs> pilot? Seems to be, well, a pilot. And not an engineer. <sighs> Explain. Uh, they're flying a skied brimmer from Acer, which means their running drive is either an AE-884 or an AE-900. In order to push their operational noise above 10 hertz, they had to force them to function outside their recommended range, overriding and deactivating several safeties in the process. Increasing ship's ambient lighting and decreasing the atmo temperature caused the 8-vac to draw more power. Normally, if an already overtaxed engine is asked to pull more than it can produce, automatic systems kick in to manage it. But since they were overridden, there was nothing to moderate it, and... Boom. A, a rather subdued boom, but that is, in essence, correct. They'll be in no shape to do anything till that all cools off, uh, roughly 24 hours at the minimum. Lex? Yes? How the hell do you know all that technical shit? Uh, I, um, uh, well, <laughs> if you must know, I have a graduate degree in hydrocarbon-facilitated mechanical engineering from Greater Ganymede University. You have a what? How did I not know this? Perhaps because you never asked. Oh, point taken. Uh, what about life support? Pardon me? Just, sure, they're a, you can't call British Shield Bounty Hunter, but I don't want them to die. Oh, of course not. Don't worry. The ski brimmer is equipped with emergency backup, a limited 8-vac and green line. I suspect we'll see that start to broadcast at any moment. There. Exactly on time. So, uh, what happens now? Now? Our tour begins and we perform across the outer system to superlative reviews. Superlative, huh? Absolutely. The critics will sing our praises. Yukon <sighs> will probably send someone else after me. That does seem likely. So, you know, you could drop me off at the next port? Of course not. The show must go on, and you are a necessary part of that show. Though, it might be time for an update to your identity. Imra Otoshi has now twice broken an employment contract. Shall we, then, seek other services of a witch? That's still just an expression, though, right? 
Yes, Lex. I believe that is the best course of action. For if Imra no longer exists, then neither does the problem of the broken contracts. Right? Round about the cauldron go, in the poisoned entrails throw. You'll need a new name. But what about the witch thing, Gerst? Something suitably different, such that it will be unlikely to be connected to your previous incarnation. Gerst? Hmm. How do you feel about Juliet? Gerst! Thank you for joining us for this episode of Breathing Space. This episode, by any other name, was written and directed by Lisa Guente and edited by Eric Seguente. Bernard Ingegaard was played by Thomas Fleming. Villaverde Marquet is voiced by Safta Something. Tyler Paquet is voiced by Sophie Borjón. Gerst Corral is voiced by Interiority. Reynard Alexis Manu Pedersen Dicloet was voiced by... S.J. Riker. Imra Otoshi is voiced by Izzy Trevelyan. The bartender was voiced by Kale Brown. Pilot is voiced by Jasper Locke. With additional voice work by Michael E. Fremantle, Daisy McNamara, Catherine Bullen, and Amy Young. Our theme, Blues for the Black, was composed by Michael Freitag, with vocals by Jeremiah, and lyrics by Scott Paladin. You can find links to learn more about our cast and crew in the show notes, and more information about our show at our website, breathingspace.lawofnames.com Breathing Space is a Law of Names production. When the furnace list came out with Waste Station 237 on it, pretty much everyone thought it was a misprint. I thought it was supposed to be the waste stop just outside Mare Fecunditatis, but that closed six Earth months before. So when I learned that it really was a waste station market, I knew I had to come see for myself. Making the furnace list, making it to the top of the furnace list, means something. Even if us cooks pretend not to care. So, let's check it out. Welcome to Waste Station Market 237. Make sure to try the limited edition Halloween pizza pretzels. Huh. Yep, it's a way station, all right. Well, I do love a good pizza pretzel. We're not here to stock up on snacks. Well, not right now, at least. We do have a bit of a drive ahead of us to series. It's a rare sight. Long haulers rubbing elbows with cruise ship passengers and corporate executives. But that's a regular day here in Store 237. I'm here to meet my friend Deborah Broski, a staff writer who's been working on the furnace list for the last few cycles. Hey, Deb. Jesse, glad you could make it out here. Well, I have heard so much about it. I had to make a flying visit. I hope it meets your expectations. I think it's close to a meme at this point. <laughs> Before we get into the food, for the folks watching at home who might not be familiar with the furnace list, could you give us just a quick overview? Sure. If you aren't regular viewers of Lighting the Furnace, which Jesse helped judge last year, or if you aren't a frequent traveler around the system, you might have never heard of the Furnace List. It started off as an internal list of food and refreshment locations that traveling executives of the Hephaestus Fuel Company were pre-approved to expense. 
But then we started taking it more seriously, looking at quality in addition to pre-approved vendor status. That became the furnace list. And it remained purely an in-house list until about a decade ago, when it was leaked online by a food blogger. The company tried to continue to keep it secret because of financial reasons. But then the marketing department decided that it was a useful public resource. And that's why this year we are officially making the list public. Along with these beautiful new placards that furnaceless inductees can hang in a prominent location. I know a lot of chefs who would sell their left arms to get one of those. <laughs> a diplomatic response for sure. Anyway, what got the furnace list's attention at Waystation Market number 237? So here's the thing. On the original expense list, all Waystations were approved for expense accounts. And they still are. But on the other list... The other list? That's not really the fun list anymore. That really is just the pre-approved expense account list now. Right, okay. But this particular way station, well, it's got a unique history. The first terminal station comets came through here about the same time that Chef Noelia Luca was stopping by. Luca, she was the head of the way station market's test kitchen back then, right? Yes, and really the first person outside of terminal to see the culinary potential of the Starlight Truffle. Griffola terminus, the starlight truffle. Exclusively grown on terminal station, all attempts to cultivate them elsewhere have failed in various ways ranging from boring to downright disgusting. The origin is shrouded in mystery, and distribution is tightly controlled by the Starlight Truffle Company and their system-traveling representatives, the Comets. We asked the Starlight Truffle Company their secret, and their media agent said, Grown with love, the terminal way. Please cease all further inquiry. And here we are, ready to actually try the dish that got Store 237 on the furnace list. It's a deceptively simple preparation. Really just a flatbread, but with some extra twists. The first ingredient that sets us apart is the water. Something in the mineral content of the ice water on this asteroid, the sourdough starter Chef Luca had with her just absolutely loved. To this day, the bread here is made with the child of that starter. Second, the trace mineral salts just really amp the flavor up to 11. And then there is that wonderful smell. The starlight truffle. No fancy extra steps there, just very gently sautéed with Martian butter and European garlic. Oh, that smell. It's just a little meaty, but... More of a woody note. Let's give it a try. Mm. Yes. Oh, there we go. It's got like a chestnut and musk thing going on. Not like any mushroom I've had on Earth, that's for sure. And the way it blends with the gentle tang of the sourdough is just amazing. The kitchen does other things with the starlight truffle, too, but this is what draws people from far away. I know one thing. I am definitely coming back. Coming up next, we'll learn the secrets behind the pizza pretzel crusted nem nuggets that really put Waystation Market 237 on the system map. Mm -hmm. 